Matt, 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 how do you think we should start this week? I was going to ask you how we were supposed to start. Oops. Well, I guess the only thing that we can do is just say and, and say that each other's. <laughs> I guess the only thing that we can do is just introduce each other and then say talking cheap, you know, and then get on with it. All right. Well, I guess this is Emily. And that's Matt. And this and is, is talking cheap. <laughs> we'll never say it in unison. And this is talking cheap, where we do some cheap talking. Real cheap. This is a low budget podcast. Low budget, high quality material. And <laughs> please, please, please subscribe and please further listen so we can become talking expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be expensive talking. Expensive talking, you know what they say. How was your week, Matt? How was my week? Um, pretty good. I'm on spring break right now, just working. Got my nails done. Nope, that's not the sentence. Ooh, um, got nails done. <laughs> <laughs> got my nails done. Dyed my hair. Ooh, what color did you dye it? Brown. As if you don't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I know. I just what. It's for the listeners. It's for the listeners. But yeah, how was your week? My week was chaotic to say the least. Why? What happened? Oh, for legal reasons, I can't go on. But <laughs> but um, other than that, I have been finishing... Some, I have a class that's like only for half the semester. So I've been finishing up work for that class, which has been a whole stress case in itself. And the professor's just like somebody that I don't really like that much because he's so annoying and he assigns so much freaking work for a two credit course. So I'm doing pretty good. The STEMI hit this week. STEMI STEMI hit. STEMI hit this week. So, you know, treated myself, got some new jewelry cheap of course for anybody listening that's worried about my expenses <laughs> i also i also bought a tripod um so because i don't have people to take pictures of me anymore <laughs> so so i need something that can take pictures of me so i bought a tripod so i could bring it to the park and stand there and look cool while i take pictures you should go to the park and like just walk up to like some random dude with like long flowy hair and be like, "Hey, do you want to take pictures of me? I need a physical." <laughs> that ideally sounds like a really good idea, but what if he like wants to rob me and he runs away with my phone? Don't give him the power. <laughs> just don't give him the power. That's the quote of the week. Um, Please take photos of me, by the way. I have a very large gun in my pocket. <laughs> yes. So don't even think about it, Buster. <laughs> if you like your knees, don't steal my phone. Yeah, if you like your big toe, you better rethink what you were just about to do. Yeah. By the way, now that I know you're not a killer, or maybe you still are, but I like to live life on the edge, do you want to go to Martha's Bakery with me and get a cup of joe? <laughs> oh my god (laughs) anyways so good week nails done yes oh my god first of all if you don't already follow matt and i on instagram you should um 
I'm at PGM with two Y's. And I am um, at Maddie Landry, but everywhere there should be an A, there's an X. So cute, cute. And the reason I bring this up is because you have to go look at Matt's fierce nails. Like, I want him to literally puncture my eye. I deleted the photo. Oh, no. Well, I still want him to puncture my eye with his acrylic nails because I did that to him once. I remember that. Yeah. Bitch. It was not on purpose. You sneezed and flailed your head and, and your your head went down to my hand level and you stabbed yourself, basically, is what I'm saying. Well, maybe you shouldn't keep your nails out like that. Well, I don't have nails anymore because I'm broke. Well, try being unbroke. I mean, now that the stimmy is here and fabulous, I honestly could go get my nails done. But you know what? I'm going to not do that because my mom is so cute. Tell our car to shut the fuck up. Bro, like, literally, I'm just waiting. Like, shut up. Because my mom is so cute, and she sent me gel nail polish and, like, a light thingy to, like, make it harden. I'm gonna make you harden. And, um, I can't wait to use it. So I'm gonna give myself a manicure because I'm a crafty little bitch. Yeah, so I gotta, uh, like, I've gotten gel manicures before, which, like, again, like, I could totally do myself, like, with, like, the setup that you have. Mm-hmm. But um, I got like acrylics for the first time. They're very, very, very short. They mm-hmm. look like natural nails that I just let overgrow. They and, look amazing though; like they shaped them so well. Yeah, and um, so I mean, but I don't. They're expensive. Like getting your nail. I mean, no, I shouldn't say that they're too expensive. Like usually I pay 30, 25, 30 for a gel manicure, but I got acrylics and gel on. Mm-hmm. So I got the acrylic nail on it and then I got the gel paint over it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got, and so that was like 45, 50. And then I just tipped her literally 50% cause they came out pretty well. So. Um, yeah. But like, that's one of those things, like it's so worth it. Don't you like feel amazing? I do. I like them, but the only down, thing is is that I'm scared of getting stuck underneath them I don't because I work sort of in a messy environment so I don't like it when I can like feel stuff under it like I clean underneath them so constantly now um because of like I don't know like they teach you in school that a lot of bacteria in your life lives under your nails Mm -hmm. and with this pandemic going on I I'm so paranoid so I literally take little um bleach wipes or hand sand spray hand sanitizer and I go underneath them a couple times a day I mean because if you wash if you wash your hands just wash under your nails when you wash your hands I do that too I do that too but then just to stay then you should be fine because like even with short nails bacteria is still gonna get under there you know what I mean so like when you wash your hands it'll come out yeah, that is very true. But I do like my nails. I like my hair. I do need to get the slides cut. But I also do want to grow it out. I want to grow out my hair a lot. Yes. Yeah, I no, I got addicted to getting my nails done. Like the first time I ever got acrylics was my senior prom. And I got acry- I got just like a light pink set of like coffin-shaped nails. And I became obsessed with them. And I literally didn't get them off for like years after that. And it's literally until the panty. That's when I got them off. Really? Yeah, like when when all the nail salons closed, like I had to take them off myself and just like, but now they're really strong and healthy. So like, I'm going to try and grow them out 
like myself and do gel manicures myself and like shape them myself. So we'll see how that goes. I can definitely see like my nails being like a long-term like staple type thing. Yeah. It's so worth it. It's one of those things. Like if it makes you feel good, I say splurge and spend the extra money. Yeah, no, exactly. But like I like wait tables and stuff like that. So you got, you got to be careful. Like as a dude with like acrylics, you got to be careful because it will affect like some people won't tip you because you have nails like that. That's like ridiculous. Yeah, because you're a dude. I know a couple servers who got acrylics who were dudes and they had to stop. That's because, like so yeah, stupid. I hate the comments and stuff. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. That like kind of lights a fire up my ass. Yeah, it's not fun. I mean, like a couple of people have. Uh, I I've only ever worked one shift since I got them, and uh, and I had two. Two out of the ten tables I took that day to make comments about it. They liked them, but like people notice. So yeah. it's a double-edged sword where it's like stab me with a compliment or stab me with an insult, but we'll see. I don't fucking care. These are my fucking nails, so suck me. Yeah. Head. I mean, I I don't know. I guess it's it's definitely different, but I love getting compliments on my nails. I do too, but one of the tables um literally I was asking her what she wanted to drink and I so I had my little book and my pen and my hand was underneath the book that I write in to take the order and she literally grabbed my finger oh my god get your nails done I was like, like yeah I'm done yesterday you? like one don't touch me period two don't touch me through period three don't touch me in the middle of a pandemic four don't touch me period Ew! Okay, that's like really obnoxious. Like they were really nice. Like their bill was like a hundred eighty dollars, and they left me seventy dollars. So I can't really complain that much. But like, just grabbing me, like I've had people grab me when they see my tattoos. I've seen people grab, and I don't have that. I have like four or five tattoos, and I people grab me with my nails now. People don't know how to keep their hands to themselves. <laughs> It's a major, like, cross and, like, boundaries. Like, you just don't do that. Yeah, no. I remember when I worked at a um, popular clothing retail store in the mall, and I had a manager who was covered in tattoos. You literally, even her face, like, you could see her face, but she had uh, face tattoos on the side, and she had tattoos on her arms, legs, everything, feet, everything. I worked there in the summer, so that's how we were able to tell. And people would come up to her all the time, and they just grab her arm and be like, oh my god, Like, do you regret those? How are they going to look when you're old? Or, oh my god, I love those. She was very sensitive about her tattoos. She was very, very sensitive. I remember one time I pointed out one tattoo, and I said something along the lines of, oh my god, you're a tattoo, and I was going to tell her that I loved it. And she cut me off. She was like, well, they're my tattoos, so whatever. And I was like, I was going to tell you that I liked it, but... I guess you don't want the compliment. And I walked away, which it was bitchy on both parts, but I guess she was just so on the defense because so many people have like made comments about it. Oh my God. That's like, wow. It really makes you think like, wow. Yeah. I want tattoos. I want so much more. I have like, I have one, two, three, wait, one, two, three, four, four. I always forget about one of them to count them, but I, have- I knew a guy that had a dot. Whoa. <laughs> I knew a guy that has a tattoo on his dick. How does that make you feel like as a somebody with a dick? Like 
Absolutely not. I have no interest in going down on a guy um, with a dick tattoo. I have Why? no interest in one. Um, What's wrong with sucking a tattooed dick? I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Tattoos so, literally anywhere else. So if you like, were, if you like met like a really hot guy and like you were just vibing, having a good time, and then like he takes off his pants and he has like a dick tattoo, like are you gonna leave? I wouldn't leave, but it wouldn't be a turn on. Yeah, but like, w- would you be like out, like bye? I wouldn't say bye because I mean that's rude. Yeah, but like you wouldn't suck I'm it in the first place. Like, okay, it's there. There's nothing I can do about it. Like, I'm not the type to be like, oh my god, that turns me off, bye. It's just not something that I like. I'm not going to hate on you for it, but it's just an absolutely no from me. It's like, it's kind of like when, um, I don't, I don't really know how to compare it to anything. Like, body hair preference. Like, I like guys with, who are trimmed, not bald or shaped, or, um, like, not shaped. I like a little bit of trim, but, like, if I'm already, like, doing it, like, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, bye. It's just an no for me like i would never do it i don't find it attractive but if you feel confident in your skin with that then so be it i kind of think it's hot like i'm just like i don't know it's like the concept for me like like wow you (laughs) you really like pain (laughs) you know i don't know something about it is like wow you really put yourself through that well, we've also gotten, I think it's in what, the top three of the most painful piercings you can get. I've taken mine out, but. Yeah, but some people really like love that. And they make me feel so confident. If I had a better body, I would get them again. If, if once my chest is toned again, I will get them again. Yeah, that's, it's, I think it's also different for like men and women too, because like, I have boobs. You know what I mean? um so the reason i got them is because i i hated my nipples growing up like i never saw okay so i have inverted nipples if you don't know what that is like you can get inverted nipples pierced you can get any nipples pierced oh i didn't know that i have inverted nipples i've always been really insecure about them and I hate, I literally hated them. Um, I never even met anybody with them until I got to college. Like I didn't know anybody that had like the same nipples as me. I thought I was weird. I thought there was something wrong with me. Um, yeah. And so from a very young age, I always thought like nipple piercings would make my nipples look cuter. I also read online that like, if you have inverted nipples, nipple piercings can kind of like push the nipple out a little bit, mm-hmm. which um, I don't know if it did. I don't really get, no, not really, I guess, but I, I am more confident about them now. So yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt when I got mine, they, well, I was on like a, I was on like a, it's not I wasn't a high I was like on an adrenaline high when I got them because I did it at the most perfect moment um if you didn't know (laughs) I 
literally my whole teenage and high school life, I always wanted to go to Coachella. It was just one of my goals. And I finally got tickets. So I bought the tickets. And then when I booked the flight, it was the night that I booked the flight being like, oh my God, I'm actually going. And I was so am so hyped. I had outfits already planned out everything. And I got a, and everybody in my family knew that I wanted to get them done. So I got a gift card for Christmas and it was a week after Christmas. And so then I was with my friend at the time, I'm not friends with her anymore. Fuck you. Anyways. Oh. And, um, fuck her. Sorry. I don't know. The, uh, um, we can talk about it at a later date and time. Okay. 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 So I was like, I want to go get my nipples pierced right now. Like I feel the adrenaline in my body. I'm really happy. Let's go do it. So we, the piercing place is probably like what, like 15 minutes away from my house. It is so close in the next city over. So we drive there. I'm like, I want this done. I want this done. I want this done. And so like, and I was like, I'm only going to get it done. And this is their preferred way too. I'm only going to get it done. If you can have two piercers, do it at the same time. And they were like, yeah, that's the way we usually do it. So I was like, okay, cool. I was nervous as all hell. And I laid down, I took off my shirt and mind you, I was like 35 pounds lighter at the time. So I I was not all that insecure baby. And like, I was like, I was amped. And so they did it and I felt a poke and I was kind of in a state of shock that I had jewelry in there. And then we got coffee afterwards. It was like nine o'clock and we got some Dunkins afterwards and they, it felt like I had icy hot on my nipples. Uh Uh-huh. It's, it's like, it's like the entire, like week after that's like the more painful than actually getting it yeah I agree and then I never after that week I never had a painful experience but and then until I started getting caught on things I only got a caught on I don't like talking about this I really don't and I I want you to tell the story that you told about your friend but it's literally gonna make me like it was my friend's friend so I didn't even know this girl but like I tell that story to people when they think about getting their nipples pierced to make them aware of what can happen. But no, 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 that wouldn't happen. It like it could because it almost happened to me. No, it didn't. Yes, you, it did. I got have- it. I got it caught in the same thing in a, in a tour. Me too. I got it. I my, that happened to me too. But my nerve wasn't like sticking out of my fucking nipple. In thinking that it was a hair, so you yanked it. <laughs> yeah, no, like, like this must have been really bad. This must have been really, really bad. Like, if there was like nerves coming out, like that didn't happen to me. Like, I like, mean, I, I think everybody should get their nipples pierced. I well, not everybody, but I think everybody should get like one body modification in their life. I think everybody should get their ears pierced. I think everybody should get one not normal piercing. I think everybody should get one tattoo. I think everybody should just like go with their gut to be honest like it's one of those things like growing up like I I wanted nipple piercing since I was like 14 years old I wanted nipple rings like so bad so like when I turned 18 and moved to New York and my friend was like hey I'm going to get my clip pierced do you want to come like they're having a they're having a deal like I was like I kind of like want to get my nipples pierced and she had hers at the time so she was like come with me, come with me. Like, let's go. And they were, it it was really cheap. I got a really good deal on it. Um, and so I just went and did it. And like, also like, to me, it didn't really seem like that big of a deal because she had already had her nipples pierced and she was going to get her clit done. Like that sounds fucking. That's I, I would never get a piercing in my nether region. Never 
ever. No tattoos, no nothing. It's not to flatter myself, but it's beautiful the way it is. It Aww. is. Oh. No, mine is too, but like it does. They do look pretty. Like, like clip piercings really do look pretty. Like I do like the way they look. PP piercings do not. I like those too, honestly. I mean, I'm I'm like down for anything if it, as long as it like suits your you and your personality. I like like it all. Do that. I just don't pref- I don't like those. I don't prefer those. Honestly, I think that would be one of the big stop and goes for me. If a guy had his like like that pierced, uh huh. I don't think. I think that I would definitely probably have to talk about it with him before anything were to happen. Why? Because I don't want to get a, I, I, it's no, it's just a no. It's a no for me. It really, like, fine. Orally, fine. That's I'm what I'm saying, top. like, you're top, like. I'm a top, but if he were to be like, all right, let's try anything out, I'd probably be like, no, it's not for me. I'm sorry. It's really not. I, I it's just a no. It's just my preference. I'm, a, and I'm I would yelling put, at me. Okay. Okay. I would, I would put my foot down firmly about that, but. I am a firm, well, not firm believer, but every guy, because I had my nipples pierced from December 2018 all the way up into July 2020, because when I started dating my ex-boyfriend, I took them out. And I had no correlation with him, but I just took them out. Um, But I never met one guy who was not into it. They loved it. They loved it. They loved it. It was a con- when I went to Coachella, and I'm not just showing it off just because it's Coachella. When I went to Coachella, it was a conversation piece. Um, you can see my outfits on my Instagram, but my Instagrams or my outfits from my Instagrams always they, my chest was out basically, and I was probably asked at least twenty times that weekend. So friday saturday and sunday if it hurt what did it feel like that they liked them like blah 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 but i've I never met a guy that wasn't into it I always wanted to play with it so i actually have a question like for gay men is there like a stigma or like a stereotype surrounding piercing like nipple piercings specifically not that I'm aware of. I just never really paid attention. There's very few stigmas that I pay attention to, to be quite honest, in the gay community. Like, okay. the one the one that's big and that's out there and that really, like, I'm going to get deep, I guess, um, is the biggest one is the, like, body weight one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm the heaviest I've been since middle school and freshman year of high school. And I don't feel like I'm aligned with the gay community at this moment because of my body weight. I know I'm fine the way that I am. Mm-hmm. If you're gay and you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about, that if you're not skinny, you know, like you don't exactly like fit in. And um, I guess that was the whole motivation behind me getting skinny in the first place. And But now my whole motivation of getting skinny is to be healthy and to feel confident in my own body um, I guess I'll just put it out there that in high school, like I developed a really bad eating disorder. I didn't talk about it until probably my freshman year of college. Um, and even after then, um, because I actually had to go to the hospital and rehab for my eating disorder. Um, well not rehab, but it was basically rehab, I guess it was a, it was an outpatient rehab facility. And, um, 
so that really sits deeply with me on body image because the gay community is vicious um, among all um, races and um, ethnicities that the one thing that the gay community has in common is that if you are overweight, you're not welcome. They all try to pretend that they're into dad bods, but if you have a dad bod or you're overweight on Grindr, they'll literally call you out and be like, you're fat. You know what I mean? That's terrible. Um, So it is terrible. I don't try to think about it too much because I know as me as a white gay male, no matter my weight, I have a certain privilege among those who are not white. So I try to really keep that in mind um, when speaking about gay community issues because the gay community is really fucked up. It's really racist. It's really xenophobic. Um, So I don't want to just take my own issues and try to project them because it's not the biggest deal that has happened. But I took your question to such a deep way. But um, and, uh, <laughs> I was about to like go on about like my experience with my nipple piercing. Like, <laughs> but no, I, I just feel like it's something that needs to be said to be quite honest with you. But yeah. um, the gay community, I've never had an issue with nipple piercings. But my, I guess my whole point of this is that they don't really care what piercings you have. They just care what piercings the skin is on. Mm-hmm. And that really fucks me up. That is like, they don't care if you have nipple piercings. They don't care if you have your dermals pierced. They don't care if you have a nose ring. They don't care how many holes you have in your ear or your penis. It's just, are you overweight and what's your skin tone? Yeah. Which, before you talk about that, I feel like we need to get into this and then we can go back to piercings if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings me to, well, this was going to be one of our topics today too, and it still is, um, that what's going on right now with the Asian community and the Pacific Islander communities in America, um, me as a gay male, I've seen it on Grinder with my friends who are Asian that um, a lot of hate is sent their way. Um then no femmes, no fats, no Asians, um, no chocolate, no rice. Um, those type of terms are used on Grinder, just in the gay community. Um, there's a lot of racism going on, especially projected onto the Asian community because of the Donald Trump presidency and him constantly saying that the virus came from China. So I think that's something that we should really bring awareness to. Um, and I'm a firm believer that is what has spiked the new... Um, not new, it's not new whatsoever, but the upspike in Asian terrorism. Honestly, I don't know if you want to expand on that. But. Um, so the day that we're recording this, it's been like two days since the terrorist attack in, where is it, Atlanta? Yeah, I believe it was in Atlanta, Georgia, yeah. Um, where this like white guy, if you don't know, if you live under a rock, this white guy went into this gold spa. I believe that's what it's, that was called. Yeah. Um, and brutally murdered seven Asian people. Were they women? Were they all women? Um, I don't know if they were all women, but I believe the body count is now up to eight. Yeah. They, the white guy murdered eight Asian people for no reason. Just, just out of hate. And I think it is so sad that we 
in 2021 need to continue to have conversations about whose lives are important and whose lives are worth saving. Um, It was just not, it's not, it's not even been a full year since George Floyd has been murdered as well, which is a whole separate issue. I don't want to lump the two together. I just think it's terrible. Like, that we still have to have these conversations today and explain to people that, that that's racism and that's terrorism and that's murder. Well, I think it's because America is so, I don't know what word I'm coincided with racism. Um, oh, it's rooted, rooted in racism. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And um, I forgot what I was going to say. And not to make Emily and I seem like white saviors because we're not at really, all. Not at all. I want to call because it's something that I saw in the media, and it makes me want to cry. To be quite honest with you, is that the media has started calling on other minorities, such as like people of color and black people, to what they can do. It's not about that, you know. To be quite honest, um, they were fighting in the streets with marches and uh, everything else that happened for their equality in America. And how dare you call on a minority to fight for another minority? Because to be quite honest, although that may be great, you need to call on the majority. Um, Because based off of United States statistics, that um, white Americans make up almost 75% of this country. There's something wrong with us. There's something wrong with the white population, um, meaning European descent mostly, who are committing these acts of violence, acts of murder, acts of terrorism, to be quite honest with you. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And and even smaller ones, like acts of silence, acts of voting for more violence, acts of voting for for things that will only benefit you and not not people that deserve to have their voices heard and their lives saved as well. Exactly. I think the thing that is, I don't want to say it's worse than violence, but I think it's at the same level is silence. I think if you stay silent about these issues, um, you're choosing the side of the oppressed. If you're silent about these issues, if you're silent about Black Lives Matter, if you're silent about what's going on with the AAPI community in America, you're you're choosing the side of the aggressor. Mm-hmm. And people are like, no, no, I'm not. Like, I talk about it in my private friend groups. No. Because guess what? Your Asian friends are going to see that you haven't posted anything. Your black friends are going to see that you haven't posted anything. That's that's actually another thing I want to talk about too, is like, not to cut you off, but like, um, yeah, I think, I think everyone should speak up, but posting, I don't think does anything to be perfectly honest. I think that's like performative activism. I think like, I actually can't stand seeing people like going to like, protests and posting pictures of them at the protest like i think i think posting alone and that's the only thing you do mm-hmm. is performative activism i think if you post 
but you donate and you continue to post, you go to the protest and who I posted maybe one or two stories of me at the protest and that's about it. And that was only for being like, your asses should be here right now. Mm-hmm. If you're viewing this and you're not in this fucking crowd or you're not in the crowd where your fucking city is at, you should be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you post just to post, I think you're full of shit. And I think it was the minimal, like the most minimal thing that you could do. Um, I think these people need to donate. So do your research first. Sign some petitions. Call your fucking governors. Call your like your yeah, like call upon people that actually are in positions of power that can make change. Not not that this terrorism act is something that is like obviously it's illegal to kill people, and obviously everyone knows that. But like this man could potentially get a very small sentence where just because he's white exactly and i think and people are like why is it so important to do this why is it so important to do that and i'm going to tell you why it's so important because not everybody who is a racist is going to go out and kill people mm-hmm. not everybody who's a racist is going to post about it online but the people who are racist stay quiet and they move silently. And then unfortunately, they could land in a position of power and it's your job to make them feel uncomfortable. And people are like, well, how do you know that? How do you know they're going to stay quiet and they're going to stay in their hole? Want to know how I know that? Because exactly what up until January 22nd it was, what happened? The whole Donald Trump presidency was about him basically almost sort of, not really, but like 70% there staying quiet about his racial views and all that. And then making it seem like it was a joke and that's how we got elected. And he spread that throughout his whole entire presidency. His presidency is purely responsible for the major upspike in anti-Asian American terrorism is what like what we've seen Mm -hmm. and so you need to make these people feel uncomfortable you need to challenge them on their views you need to call them out you need to call them out by name you need to make them feel uncomfortable because guess what they're not going to learn any other way people like well educate well they don't want to hear it they don't they don't want to hear it as someone who lived with people like that for seven months which feels shocking to say who claim that they're not prejudiced but then say off the cuff remarks they don't feel uncomfortable they say it because they feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and that's the thing too is a lot of racist people don't even know that they're racist in my opinion i agree i think a lot of racist people like if you're not going out of your way to educate yourself and you want to sit in your beliefs and say, oh, well, what I, be- what I believe is good enough. I don't actively kill people. I don't actively like do A, B, and C to people. I don't actively oppress people in these ways that I see in the media. Then I'm not racist. But it's all it's all in how you think. It's not in, in your actions. I mean, it, your thoughts can lead to actions, and sometimes they do. But 
it, like you said, it's it's off the cuff remarks. It's how you vote. Like those things, I think, show a deeper level of racism and ignorance than just the blatantness of it. So, as per every podcast, Emily and I always have a pee break. Is it pee time? Yes, but before I do, I have some tags and some accounts that everybody who's listening can go to for information, uplifting, and donating off of the Instagram account, um, Birdie, B-Y-R-D-I-E. Um, I checked some of these these accounts um, before you and I started recording, and so I just wanted to say, um, I'm going to read off their Instagram, but this is a valid um source to get your information from. So information on the uprising of anti-Asian hate, you can go to at next shark for breaking news centered around the Asian community at stop AAPI hate, uh, a coalition addressing anti-Asian hate amid the pandemic at Asians for mental health an account for and dedicated to Asian diaspora, mental health and social justice and lastly, for information, at Asian Mental Health Collective for a community for Asian mental health support. To uplift at um, Asian American Girls Club, a joyful community celebrating Asian American women. Um, at the PAIHCE Project, celebrating Asian identity through, uh, sorry, identity through interviews, art, writing, and more. At lionsshare.world, a podcast plus community uplifting Asian creativity and culture. And then at Asian American Collective, a collective of Asians in music, media, and creative spaces. And then I know since we all got our new stimulus checks, almost everybody got them because of the rollout and how almost everybody's eligible. If you want to donate, you can donate at Hate is a Virus, a community of mobilized and amplifiers dedicated to dismantling, uh, dismantling racism and other forms of hate. At Heart of Dinner, provides meals for Asian American homebound elderly with handwritten notes. And then also at GoFundMe.com slash AAPI, an AAPI community relief fund for those affected by the surge in racism and violence. And you can also educate yourself by taking to your computer and going to google.com and typing in Asian hate. Period. Google it, research it, educate yourself. Um, and yeah, that's that's like the most you can do. Period. All right, PP time. PP break. PP time. Are you going to press the thingy? The sound? Oh. The PP sound? This PP sound? That's the PP sound. All right, so we're back from the pee break. Hope you guys get a good little piss. Little piss. Um, every organization hashtag and username that I mentioned, and every link that I mentioned, please go look it up. I'm gonna try my best to link it down in the Spotify bio. I we're only live on RSS feed, which directly correlates with Spotify. I want to look into getting into Apple Music because I know. A lot of people I've sent the link to don't really use Spotify. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but get Spotify, whatever. Not spawns. But um, I'm going to try. What are you guys doing? Yeah. (laughs) But I'm going to try my best to put all the links. Um, Sometimes it doesn't let me put links. I've tried to put our Twitters and stuff like that down below. But um, everything that I named, it doesn't hurt to rewind and go back and listen to all those and donate and follow and X, Y, and Z. So, yeah. 
Um, so our next topic is a little bit serious as well. That's a little um, bit. So, um, so everybody and their mama has been talking about the one, the only David Dobrik. And <laughs> I, really don't, I really don't feel like that's the case though. Really? You don't feel like everyone and their mama on the internet has been talking about David Dobrik? Not about what, not about what's been going on. So, it's barely a thing on my on my Facebook, on my Twitter, on my Instagram, on any social media that I have, on OnlyFans, nothing. Like, <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, I just because I feel like the source that it's coming from is not as um main media because she's well, not. The source is Trisha Paytas, and she's a controversial one, if ever. And not everybody trusts please it. Come on here. Trisha Paytas, please come on here. Continue. Trisha Paytas, if you came on, I would literally cry. Anyways, so, I don't know. If you've been living under a rock, David Dobrik is a guy who has a YouTube channel. He makes vlogs. He has a vlog squad. He doesn't even make the vlogs anymore now. He has a podcast. It's called Views. People watch it. It gets lots of views. It's it's very just like, uh. Like somebody, um, Trisha Paytas on the Frenemies podcast called him Jake Paul Light, which I think is the perfect way to describe. It, it is. It is. Truly, truly, yes, Jimin, Jimin, it's true. Jimin, it's true. It's true, Jimin. Yeah, they, Jimin, they would, they see me in the streets, and they were like, Jimin, Jimin, it's true. Jimin, Jimin, it's true. So H three podcast on YouTube, which is Ethan and Eli Klein, they interviewed two former members of the Vlog Squad. Um, Big Nick and Seth. Big Nick is a little person and he came forward and told his story about his time with the vlog squad talking about how he felt bullied by David and the vlog squad and then he felt like the butt of a lot of their jokes like him being short which is just like ridiculous and very ableist because um, yeah I shouldn't really have to explain that just yeah makes sense anyways and then Seth came forward too, talking about how they did um, a bunch of pranks on the. Uh, whoa, they did a bunch of pranks on him. And do you want to explain explain the pranks? Um, I thought some of them were a little too far. Some of them were funny. Some of them were hilarious. Some of them were, eh. and um, some of these pranks were really just over the line. Some of them were like, oh, we blew up your pool. And some of them were like, we're going to like pretend like you essayed somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, some then other, them, and then other ones were like, haha, I'm going to buy you a Tesla. I'm such a good person. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about this before. I forget if I edited it out or not. No, I did edit it out because it wasn't in, it hasn't been in the vlogs that we uploaded, but David Dobrik is a fucking scammer. A scammer. Um, I met him. And I got scammed by David Dobrik. Emily did get scammed by David Dobrik. I don't want to go into the story too, too much, but... Um... I go to a university in New York. David Dobrik came to New York to speak at my school. I couldn't go because I had class, but this... So this was before the pandemic. I was in my room with my friends and... We were having a grand old Friday, having a good time, or a Thursday, something like that. And we were getting, we were drinking, we were smoking, whatever. We go outside to have a little smug break, and we, when we came back, 
there was like all this commotion going on in our lobby of our building. And I was like, what, what the fuck is going on? We walked in and there is David Dobrik and Jason Nash are like standing in the lobby of our building and everybody's like standing around them and they're filming and they're like taking pictures with people. Everybody's like so excited and freaking out. And I'm like, so faded. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like I had never watched a David Dobrik vlog in my life, but you know what? I was like, Oh my God, somebody relevant. Like, wow. I had never met a celebrity um, in New York yet. So I was really excited. Like this is my first celebrity. Um, yeah, it was just exciting. And then he went up to the top floor of our building and he was filming a vlog up there where basically him and Jason were doing mini golf in the hallway of our dorm building. And this is on a vlog that you can go watch, by the way. It's back in January of 2020. There's a vlog on his YouTube channel. I'm in it. I'm wearing the cheetah hat. I'm standing by the elevators. <laughs> and... um. Yeah, so you can go back and watch the whole thing. But so they, they're doing mini golf in the hallway of my dorm building. And David says, okay, if Jason gets this hole in one, then everybody here wins $10,000. And everybody's going nuts. Like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, we're going to win $10,000. Like, we're all freaking the the fuck out we're broke college students mind you we live in new york city we live in downtown manhattan and we were getting in deep deep debt (laughs) think about think about how broke we are and how little money that we have and ten thousand dollars seems like so much to us like we're so excited so jason takes his little putt and he putts and he doesn't get it. And everybody's like, Oh my God. Oh no. And then David goes, no. (laughs) Oh no. And then David goes, okay, no, 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 do it one more time. And if he gets it in the hole in one this time, everybody here wins $10,000. So he said it fucking twice to us twice. He said it, Jason putts. He gets in the hole in one. Everybody loses their mind. We're screaming. We're going so crazy. Everybody's so freaking excited. And then the cameras turn off and David basically says, okay, that was exciting. That was a really great take. Very good energy. But these girls right here, and he pointed to about, I'd say like 10 girls. These girls are going to win the money. Because one of them lived in my building and she's a TikToker. Um, and she had a decent amount of followers. And I think that that's, that's why he chose her and she's a pretty girl and all that stuff. Um, and then they like snuck away, like into her room. I don't know what happened in in that room. I think as far as I knew at this point with all the news that we know, we don't really know what happened in that room. Yeah. As far as I know, I mean, Every I stand it out. I oh whoa whoa whoa. Uh, uh okay hold on. You're gonna have to edit that little choppy part out because that sounds stupid. Probably not, but <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 okay. I <laughs> I stood outside of the room that he was in with these girls. Him and Jason Nas. J- him. <laughs> Jason Nas. <laughs> him and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> him 
and Jason Nash were in this room. Me and my friends and a lot of other people were standing outside this room, like waiting for him to come back out because we wanted our damn money. And um, so we assumed at the time that they were just exchanging PayPal information and like making TikToks and stuff. And then when he came back out, he had all of us take um, a, more takes of us like jumping up and down and being excited. So he, so the audio of what you hear when we are cheering isn't the actual audio. We had to retake that. I don't remember why, but we did. Um, David goes, jump if you're poor. <laughs> literally. Literally. Um, so yeah, he just ended up leaving after that and only a select few of the girls won the 10,000 and everyone else just walked away empty handed with a couple of videos and maybe a picture with David Dobrik. Now let's get on to the real. I was scammed. I was scammed. I'm the victim. You exposed David Dobrik. Now let's get on to the real scandal. David Dobrik let his friends sexually assault someone, Dirty Dom, sexually assault all these underage girls buying them alcohol, and then to loosen them up, (laughs) and then fucking made a vlog out of it. No matter how attractive you are, if someone does not find you attractive, you should not give them alcohol to loosen them up. You should go find someone else. Especially Especially underage. Exactly. You should not. Dirty Dom, you have thousands of dollars. You have alcohol out your asshole. You have drugs out your asshole. You have everything that um, that somebody might want. If you know what I mean. Like Hollywood glam, I guess you could say. And you don't need to just invite these underage girls to your friend's apartment you know what I mean? Like, you can go out and get anybody you want, but you choose underage girls. You're fucked up. You need to get help. You need to go to therapy. You're like that. It's just fucked up to and me. And you know what? You know what? You don't even need to be friends with David Dobrik. You don't even need to have thousands of dollars. There's a little tiny, cute little app called Tinder. Period. Period. You can find, you can find somebody on there that wants to hook up with you. They did. It's happened in multiple vlogs. <laughs> like it's just it just goes to the point that he was just trying to hook up with girls who are not of age. Whether it be a kink of like hooking up with someone that you're not supposed to, hooking up with, you know, someone who's underage, because there are unfortunately people who are attracted to that. Yes, and I think it's also very interesting that these two stories are like colliding and coming to light at the exact same time. Because YouTube is the new Hollywood. Well, (laughs) I mean, it is, it is like you have all these vloggers who are new, who are the quote unquote new movie makers, like CC Woody Allen in this, and that they're taking advantage of these young girls and Hollywood's getting exposed and raided by lawyers and X, Y, and Z. And now you're seeing all these vloggers come out who are literally just people our age, normal people our age who just had the luck of the draw of scoring so many subscribers. Please make it us. What? Please make it us. Well, yeah, but we're not out there, like, doing, like, illegal shit. Like, uh, No, like, that's, that's something I was just going to say. Like, I really don't 
understand the fascination that people have with underage people. Why, why in the world would you want to have sexual relations with an underage person? I don't understand it. It, it, it doesn't make sense to me because I'm 21. I turned 22 in two weeks, T minus two weeks because it's two weeks until the day. But anyways, <laughs> um, I don't understand how someone my age who's 22, fairly young, I talked about this with my therapist today, up until 25, psychologically, you're basically still a kid, but you're 22 and you see a 16, 15, or 17-year-old and go, I want to fuck them. It, ma- it makes no sense to me because as someone who's gone through like the college dorms and the hookup culture... And still, even though I live with my dad now going to a different college where I don't live on campus, like, it's like, it's just like very, like, out of all your means of orgasm, you want to have sex with someone who's not of age. It doesn't make sense to me. And the only explanation could, that could be and possibly will be is that you get off to fucking someone who's underage. And that makes no sense. It's sickening. It's disgusting. And you should be legally reprimanded. Why? I think the biggest question that people should ask right now is why is this such a big problem? Because a lot of men who are of a certain stature, when it comes to age, when it comes to fame, when it comes to money, they will do anything that they can to use those qualities that I named as a an attractive factor. I think it's part of it, but I think the biggest part of it is how the media, how Hollywood and how really anything that we can consume sexualizes children and sexualizes women and men to look a certain way and look young want to know what is the prime example of that? And that's just now coming out in the media. What? Britney Spears. Britney Spears was 16, 17 years old filming um, Oops, I Did It Again. Yeah. Baby one more time, she was 14 years old. Yeah. It had very um, subtle sexual undertones. It's and not I, subtle. Well, certain things she did. I don't think it's subtle at all. I think it's very in your face. I think it's very obvious. I think it's supposed to be a sexy song. I think she's... Well, well I well, I think the video, yes. Mm-hmm. I well, the, the content of the song, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Okay, yeah, then I would have to agree. I mean, I'm talking about like certain, like in her career at that time, certain songs were not, certain songs were. And I feel like these songs were churned out of her she was the icon she was the sex icon but at 16 years old we need to talk to these producers we need to talk we need to talk to these stylists we need to talk to the the directors like why then you know like people will always look back and be like well you know shit back then was so fucked up so why why would it not shock us? And I'm not starting a rumor here, but why would it not shock us if we heard that Dirty Dom and Dixie D'Amelio fucked? Or, sorry, Charlie D'Amelio. 
Yeah, no, I think, I think this has been a, a problem in the media for decades. I think, I think, and, and I don't, I think it goes into much more subtly. I don't think it's anybody specific. Like, yes, Britney Spears is a good example, but it doesn't, it didn't start with her. It doesn't end with her. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, even, even like just the idea that women should look hairless, even the idea of women having to groom themselves so much that they don't have hair that can be related to predatoriness and, and pedophilia because that's how children look and that's sexualized. Absolutely. I mean, like even in the gay community, like I prefer to men, I, a man, a man shaved, but I don't want you like bald. Like Mm -hmm. that's weird to me. Like, okay. Like you're bald, I guess, but like, I want to see like a little stubble grow. You know what I mean? Like, I've on Grinder, I've received multiple messages, especially when I was younger, of like men. Like, I won't. I won't get into it. I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to trigger anybody. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that you can't have a preference for that because I think it's so deeply embedded in society now that like it doesn't make you a fucking pedophile if you like women or men that don't have a lot of body hair. I'm just saying that 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 being portrayed in the media, that being portrayed in porn, that being showed as what is sexy, that's what subconsciously is leading people to want uh, younger people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And like, I can't say that I'm super innocent in it either. Like, like I, I like the idea of older men and I think that that's because I've been subject subjected to certain forms of media portraying that as like hot to me exactly but yeah just like Um, I don't think it's necessarily like I don't think it's necessarily like a bad thing that that's my preference or that's what I like or that's what somebody else likes as long as it's not like somebody that's literally not even old enough to consent to doing things like that (laughs) you know what I mean I agree um but like whole vlog squad as a former fan of theirs and i'll admit to it um they could have done better and i don't buy david dobrik's whole well i distanced myself because i'm not i don't even want to call myself a fan i know i just did but I i haven't seen every video i haven't I've, I've like dabbled here and there being like, haha, that's funny. But like, like, um, him putting like the chemical solution in the pool and him having it flood his whole yard, like videos like that. I've seen, I've seen the popular ones. And, um, but these videos that I'm now seeing with like Trisha and everything being exposed, like he's like, well, we could have done better. You knew that it was wrong though. Like you, like you knew, like, like, I, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. I, I just don't. I, 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 I think he only regrets it because he got caught. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, how it, that's how it is for most YouTubers. I think, I think a lot of the people that become big YouTubers and make big mistakes and have to make big apologies are extremely privileged and exp- extremely ignorant. Yeah, I mean, with that being said, I feel like we all make mistakes in our life. Of course. 
And we all do fucked up shit, especially as us white privileged people. Um, I've seen people rise and fall because of it. But I feel like there's just some things that are like, what the fuck? Like, Absolutely, like Logan Paul, for example. The Paul brothers going to the forest for me, like, like that's like what the fuck? Who would ever think that that's okay? Like, why would you like? I don't know about you, but if I was ever in a forest, one, I wouldn't fucking go in, and two, if I randomly found myself in there, I wouldn't just pull up my video camera and be like, I'd be terrified. Body, like why? Like why? And then you see a dead body. And then it, the, how I know they're a psychopath is not filming it, is not going there, is posting it. Because they did that for the clout. They did that for the attention and they did that for the controversy. They didn't give a fuck. No, 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 no. But, but even more, posting it, yes. And posting it for the clout, yes. But posting it to your mainly children audience uncensored really that's the craziest part to me you like and that's it's the same thing with david dobrik your fans are young your fans are children and you know it and you're posting videos of of random men fucking underage girls so underage girls watch it and underage girls think oh that's cool they're cool i want to do that that's how grooming starts Mm -hmm. i know what i said to my therapist today what did you say to them I was talking to her about being single. She goes, you look like you're really doing like really well. Like you called me when you broke up with him. You were really upset. And now like you're being happy being single. And I go, you know, being single is a double-edged sword. She goes, what do you mean? I go, being single forever. Oh my God, I'm going to be lonely. And then, oh my God, I'm going to be single forever. Unlimited men. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I was, she was like unlimited men. I was like, that sounds wonderful. And she's married. And she's like, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> like <laughs> wonderful until you're terrified of them. Men are only good for one thing: penising. Pretty much in assing, in my case. Mm, I'll take. I'll just take um penising with a little ass on the side. A little booty action on the side. Just on the side, though. My main course will be penis. Main course. The main course. <laughs> I think we should wrap it up like you should before you have sex. Wrap it up before you have sex and never forget. Never. If you don't cream the crop, then the crop didn't cream you. <laughs> All right. Just want to wrap it up. Everything that I named will be down in the bio. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um... With all the Stop Asian Hate um, things that are going on right now, it's very important to focus on it. If Black Lives Matter got your attention, you should be paying attention to this as well. And yeah, so... Do something kind for somebody this week. Literally. Hold the door open for somebody. I think tomorrow I'm going to go to Starbucks before work, and I'm going to buy someone's coffee. As you should. Do something kind, because people appreciate it. Yeah, and it, you could turn somebody's whole day around. Exactly. And I know you got that stimmy, so fucking do it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's Matthew. And that was M. <laughs> and this was.
talking to you. Goodbye. Bye. Suck a dick.